another edition of Sounding Board. Uh, remember, if you're watching this on YouTube, then you can also go and subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app if you just want to listen to us in a bit of audio. And likewise, if you're listening to this on a podcast, we're now on YouTube, so you can go and subscribe to us and see us in all our glory. And in fact, in the, we've moved into a different room this evening. So we're back to where it started. And we, we've, That's the, true. The first recordings, I think, were in this room. Where the acoustics are better, because there's a bit more soft furnishings and carpet going on. Um, albeit in our current chairs, it does look like I'm a bit of a giant. Well, yes, yeah, so normally I'm in that chair and you're in a slightly lower one, so I look a little bit taller, but yeah. you've obviously had enough of that. Yes. So you've placed me in this... I'm in my rightful position. Yeah. <laughs> you're on your throne and I'm, I'm on this... Which is very comfortable, so... Exactly. Now, I can see you've brought some notes this I week. I have. To what is our probably our final edition before Christmas. I imagine so, but hopefully we won't. This, this will be a standalone episode anyway, so yes. it's, not, it's, it's, it's not topical. Um, well, I don't know about you, I'm, I'm kind of done now with... Uh, with it, we won't even mention it. We won't even mention it. Move on. So, uh, I wanted to talk about, and I know you and I have talked about this a, a little bit in the past, I wanted to talk about Chiran, Mexico. Oh, right, I okay. Think, I think it's Chiran, it might be Chiran, I've heard it pronounced both ways. Right. Um, but it's, it's a tiny little town uh, in the Michoacan... Um, I, I, Again, I've no idea. I've no idea how to pronounce that, but the Michoacan region of Mexico. And to give you a bit of perspective, I mean, Mexico's not known for its safety anyway. I mean, there are there are areas that are fine, um, but it's not known as being you know that whole area yeah. is not known for being that safe. This region is the most dangerous in Mexico when it comes to crime, drug cartels, corruption. Um, you know the number of murders and uh, and crime in general is far greater in there than the rest of Mexico. Okay, and this little town is in the middle of it. Right. So you know, epicenter. It, yeah. Well, maybe not the epicenter, but it wasn't. <laughs> you know, it wasn't starting off from a, from a particularly good base. Um, so what what happened was this this town and it's, it's a, it has a community of twenty thousand people, and it had. So it's a, not that big. No, 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 small, very small. And it had about 17,000 hectares of land around it, um, of forest, um, that they used to they'd, okay. they'd maintain for generation after generation. What was happening was, uh, all these, uh, the, the forests were getting chopped down uh, by these loggers that were just kind of coming in, decimating the forest. They, they, didn't, they didn't own this, they just, they just kind of come yeah. down in their trucks, decimate their forest. Um, and they had protection from drug cartels and, and from the police and corrupt politicians and, and all this kind of thing. This is the loggers you're talking about? Yeah, this is the, the illegal loggers. And after in 2011, after about half of the forest had been decimated, they just, they just had enough. Um, they, they had, the people of the Chiran. The people of Chiran had had enough. And what happened was there was a, there was a bit of an uprising, um, and it was started off by, by the women. Um, this is the interesting thing. Oh, it's I think fantastic! About this. It's fantastic. Yeah. So there were about twenty women who got together, and you got to so you got to bear in mind these these loggers had you know they were the, the, they were kind of guys in trucks with weapons, and twenty women with just like sticks and rocks and a couple of machetes. Am I right in saying? Do we know these were these were actually older women? These were like kind of. Yeah, yeah, village elder type. yeah, yeah. They, they, were, the, they were the, the grannies. They were the, the mums and dads and the, and the, and the yeah. well, mums and the, and, the, and the grandmothers. Yeah, um, armed with like a couple of machetes and sticks and a couple of rocks. 
just kind of ran these. Well, they, they, they took a couple of hostages. So they took a couple of couple host, of hostages, ripped them out of their trucks, right. tied them up, um, and uh, were basically kind of trying to trying to run every, everyone else out. Um, they eventually, that's you know, the church bells were ringing, and eventually they got other people, and finally they got like a couple of hundred people in total. Um, they kind of took the lorry, the tires off the trucks, and set fire to them. They barricaded the city. Uh, they ran out all the police because all the police were corrupt. All the politicians and and you know anyone of authority was basically run out of the of the village, and they didn't let the hostages go until everyone had, had left the village. And then they did let them go. And then they did, yeah, of course they let yeah. them go. So they, yeah. it was, you know, they, they were as violent as they needed to be to protect their own property rights. Okay. Um, so they didn't harm anyone, they just, you know, yeah, yeah. hoisted yeah. them out of, out of trucks and, and, and tied them up for a couple of hours. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so they, these kind of 20 women managed to kind of basically kickstart this uprising that ran out crime from this, this, this tiny little town. Um, so they, yeah, they eventually kind of barricaded the the, 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 the town. They set up their own uh, their own police force, eff- effectively, which is you know kind of um, either people were taken in turns that were volunteer. Mm. Um, but this again, this particularly, this is no one, no one got let back in from the old police force. No, this not is, at all. Not this at is all. the they started from scratch with the types of institutions, for want of a better term, that they thought they they still needed. Yeah, so they they they, they set up their own. Police force, uh, which was you know, and ba- that was basically just you know patrolling the forest to make sure they weren't coming back, and then mm. you know, kind of border patrols that kind of thing, um, to the point where you're not allowed. So nothing political is allowed in Sharan. Nothing. Right. If you tried to drive through it with your Hillary Clinton bumper sticker, you just wouldn't be let in until you'd ripped it off. You wouldn't. You wouldn't be let in. So, so they've, got, they've got a ban on got politics. A ban on politics. So if you tried to. <laughs> deliver leaflets or anything yeah. no not at all there's no voting there there's no no politics or anything now they do have their own assembly of 12 people and i think that's split up into four of these like regional as- assemblies from different different quarters i think yeah um each of them has three representatives and it must include one woman okay um and then they kind of sit in this uh, kind of this kind of grand assembly um and they just but yeah, we're still talking twenty thousand people, so it's not exactly, yeah, and they don't yeah. they don't do much anyway. So all, yeah, yeah, all, all, you know, they're, they're not they're not really. It's not a, a, a what hub power of bureaucracy. do they have then? Yeah, well, they they just I think they just meet to you know, to to discuss you know if they need to police things a bit differently or yeah. you know not 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 much gets decided because everyone's allowed to make their own decisions. Um, so they just I think they just meet to assess the situation and, and see if they need to make any changes, but. You know they don't they don't do too much. And you're um, saying this was 2011. This was 2011, and I've been trying to get statistics since. Now the the last time I ma- well I managed to get some from 2016, which said that I think 3,000 hectares have been planted um, been since. Replanting. So they've been replanting. Okay. Um, and they're, they're going about replenishing. Um, they're going about replenishing the forest. And, and what's crime like? Crime dropped off a cliff. It literally dropped off a cliff. So it was. It went from being, you know, having uh, regular murders and beheadings and all sorts to nothing. I think there's been. I think there was one. One Sharan resident has been killed, but not in Sharan. It was like you know, yeah, went, when they went, went to someone outside, <laughs> and and uh, and they were off. Um, very little crime. Apparently, all the police do occasionally is the only thing they have to do is you get the odd like drunk teenager, and they just clip around the ear and take them home. Lo- yeah, or they just lock them in the cells overnight until they sober up, and then 
take them home in the morning, and that's it. And they obviously they patrol the area and, and the forest to make sure. But again, that's about protecting the land and the, the woods. Of course, of course. So they've had for you know for a thousand years or probably probably longer. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, I saw an interview with a young girl who was a student. She's eighteen years old. I think she was. I think ultimately she wanted to be a doctor or something. She was, she was some kind of medical student. Mm. Eighteen years old. Um, and she said, "Yeah, it's fine. I can walk around at night on my own, and I feel completely safe because there's basically no crime." Okay, devil's advocate. Is that <laughs> obviously? I, I, I'm believing what you're saying, but could it? Could there be an element that this stuff isn't just being recorded anymore? You know, this is this is well. We've run out all the bureaucrats and all the officials, so we just don't know whether there's any of this like crime anymore. You know, who's doing the counting of this stuff? Well, I, so they've. I mean, I've seen. I'm, I'm trying my hardest to come up I've with seen, some counter. I've seen interviews with residents, and nobody yeah. has a bad thing to say about this. Yeah, so anecdotally, Every, everybody obvious. says there is no crime here. Yeah. Um, absolutely none whatsoever you know or virtually none whatsoever um, you know it's, it's the it's gone from being you know one of the worst places in Mexico to the safe possibly one of the safest places in the world now I imagine that they're not fully self-sufficient even as a town I mean they must be hooked up to the grid and yeah so what there's about tax what about well so they do I think they do get grants I, mean, I don't really know the Mexican National system. Well, no. So they had this had to go through the courts. I mean, they they, they ran them out, but then they did they did they, they went through the courts. To, what to you get, can imagine to get grants and stuff, which I think I think they can get grants, but I think they probably still pay. I think they probably still pay tax as well. But, but you 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 can imagine when they did this. You know, it's the equivalent of sending the feds. You know, it's like wait a minute. <laughs> um, but I'm yeah. You know, there, there obviously was some other standoff. There must have been some kind of standoff at a at a national level with with national level authorities. I mean, they they weren't letting them in. I yeah, can tell, I can tell you that they yeah. would have they would have rather, you know, switched the lights on and off and, and you know built their own generators. Yeah, than, than let them in. Um, so they do get. I think they do get some you know some some money from. Yeah, the Mexican central office, but I think they probably do pay some tax as well. So, but it's they they yeah. you know, they would they would rather be self sufficient. That's just you know. Yeah. Interesting, and so and yeah, it's eight years later or whatever, and they're still like this. They haven't, to your knowledge. No, no, no. I was I was looking early. Politics today. hasn't crept in. No, no. I was looking early today, and I couldn't couldn't find anything. Any couldn't find any any updates saying anything had changed. Um, and I'd, so one of the, one of the guys who I saw, um, who I'd been I've been following for a while, um, but I, I must have missed this particular episode. This guy called Jeff Berwick, who has a podcast and a YouTube feed called Anacast. Okay. Um, and he lives in Mexico anyway, um, so he's he's a Mexican right. resident because he's had enough of, of uh, America and the corruption over there. Right. So he thought he'd go to Mexico. Yeah, you know, in in certain ways more free. Yes. Um, and uh, and he's yeah so he's he's Anacast, he's dollar Vigil- dollar vigilante on on Twitter he's a, he's got a great podcast but he actually went over there so he did like a YouTube video of going over there with uh, okay. a, took a film crew over and and just you know kind of wandered around and interviewed people and and he loved it he said it was it was amazing you know the, the closest you could get to like a you know a libertarian community. utopia yeah yeah absolutely I mean it's it's difficult to think of anywhere else on earth that's as free. As, as that, even places like Liberland, you know, you can't can't really actually go there yet, even though no. effectively, you know, they're, they're saying this is a, a libertarian paradise. You go there and you get arrested by 
you know Serbian police or whatever, whichever whichever side is the, the ones that don't like it. So they're still you can't yeah. really you, you can't live there yet. Whereas yeah. Sharan, uh, you know, they're, they're it's an, act, it's an actual place, an there. actual community, an actual libertarian community that exists on Earth in 2019. That is peaceful and successful, and everybody's happy. And, and why, forged. Isn't, why isn't everywhere like this? But uh, yeah, I, I agree. And and actually forged from uh, a high crime area in, as you say, Mexico. Not known for is it not not like they're warmongers, but you just tend to think of uh, of a certain level of lawlessness, don't you? Um, yeah. I got, mean, so me- I mean, I've, I've, been, I've been to Mexico, and mm. it's, but obviously I went to like the safe areas. But yeah, and, it, and it's it's lovely. It's fantastic. Food's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and everyone's really friendly, um, but yeah, it, it is known. It is known. Yeah, I wouldn't have gone out at night on my own. Um, mm. put, it, put it that way. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy, and and I, I love the way that everything is done at a community level. Yes. Um, and this is where this is this is another thing that I, and I keep, I've been going on recently about how I disagree with objectivists, and I, I agree with most of their stuff, but the, the the feeling I get from objectivism is that they want. Almost all decisions to be made by the individual, except for the ones that need to be made at an absolute high level. So they're quite happy for America to exist and all the other decisions to be made at the top of America, things like the police and the armed forces and, mm. and this kind of thing. Uh, you know, they, they want they want that to be done at a, a national level and as few countries as possible, you know, these huge areas like America and, and, and Europe and, and this kind of thing. Whereas I think well, no, no, you, you know, lots of small areas. I, th- I think, I think, do it, do it at a local level. You know, what? Why would you want to stop this village that is yes. obviously successful from organising their own police force? Why would you possibly want to do that? How could it possibly be an efficient or good idea to try and manage a police force at a national level? <laughs> Anything at a national level. Yes, this is central planning. It's, it's issues. Yeah, it's issues you have with, you know, with healthcare and you know, and, yeah. uh, to a lesser extent, the armed forces. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 crazy. Um, I, I always um, I, I love the term best practice, and it's obviously misused an awful lot more these days. And it's it's the kind of term that has been co-opted by. It means by common government. practice a lot of the time, doesn't it? A lot of the time it does, and it can be difficult to distinguish between the two. Uh, there, it isn't that there is this mystical book of best practice. For any yeah. subject matter, you've got to go and look for it, um, and in fact, you've got to make judgment calls. Sometimes you've got actually got to, to try things to find out whether it's best practice or not. And it, it, it's you would think that it's not common practice. If best practice is what everybody does, it's it can't be best mediocrity. Yes, presumably. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a that's a that's a difficult one that one, isn't it? Because that's what's why can it's, you it's... always if 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 everyone does go after best practice and manages it then is it best practice anymore is there something else that becomes bleeding edge at that point it would depend if that thing actually existed if, if there was yes. no better way of doing something like breathing then you and I are doing, probably doing best practice best practice in breathing right now unless somebody says oh no 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 no, no you need to breathe in a certain way and you need to well, I guess there is it's probably you need to probably hold it in for three seconds and then breathe out and yeah so even breathing even breathing, we're just we're just a boring common practice, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, the, I suppose the point I was making uh, was, and, and as I say, the government now will 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 talk about best practice like it's a thing that they can achieve, which I don't believe that a government department can or an agency or whatever. 
Well, that, that goes back to your point on central planning, in that by, yes. by, by the very, the, your starting point of trying to do something at a central level is not best, best practice. No, from the beginning. but also you can have, as soon as you break these things down into smaller units, but let them freely work out what is best practice or talk to each other to work out what's best practice, then standards rise. And that, that, that's what happens. There's ought to be a willing there, obviously, to do it. But as soon as you have a level of competition, then there becomes a, a necessity to do it if you don't want to you know, lose customers and stuff like that. But even, even if... I mean, you talk about competition, but... It but it's might, voluntary. That's the difference. Yeah, yeah, and it might be that what is best practice for one region or one town isn't best practice it, it, exactly. to another. Exactly. In fact, I guarantee that it won't be. So but, let, let people just, you know, defi- yeah, find out for themselves... What is Ab- absolutely best for their area, and, and and I wanted to come on to that because you I'm, again I'm using this analogy of the police force uh, that you you, know, you arrange at some kind of national level, and obviously you can break these things down into smaller and smaller units that do work together, do report in certain ways. Of uh, a politician's say that if the if the policing minister was sat with us right now, they'd say, oh yes, but of course you have a local police force, and then then part of a larger force, which is then part of a county-wide one that's then part of this and they'd say no there is these structures these structures exist um, and I'm sure to a degree there are local decisions being made but there's still there's still a national edict isn't there uh, and there's still stuff being done um, that has to then be filtered down uh, not least of which when the director of public prosecutions um, says uh, we must now treat all victims uh, like they're telling the truth uh, the victim victims must be believed is the probably the shortest way of defining that. I mean uh, that is one of the scariest things that I've heard in in my entire life. I mean so innocent until proven guilty is one of the greatest things that probably Western civilization has achieved. Yep. In you know throughout history, innocent as a, until as a proven default. Guilty. Yeah. That, that is un, you know and it's if you, if you, if you, it's it's incredible that we've actually got there um, and. Yeah. You don't want to put that at risk in any way at all, and that's the com- that's the complete opposite. That's Didn't guilty until proven. Yeah, prove your innocence. So who was it that said it? Who was it that directed this? Who was, was that? the director of public prosecutions? Was it like Chris? Yes, Dick or ladies, something like that? Les, ladies and gentlemen, it was Keir Starmer. Okay. Oh, of course. Who's currently working out whether he wants to throw his hat in the ring? Incredible. Sorry to bring it back to something topical, but it's kind of important. Um, that, and I remember um, when he was director of public prosecutions, hearing him on the Today program or something back when I did. He was clearly to it. a politician all along, it, wasn't he? It, exactly, and it's like, uh, well, and I, and I, you know, one of those moments we go, you're gonna. I had I had a very similar moment for him that I did uh, when seeing David Miliband as an MP, as a man, as a, min, a junior minister, going, you want to be leader of the Labour Party, and this is a person who wasn't even an MP thinking. You want to be the leader of the Labour Party and Prime Minister one day, and then oh look, he's running for an MP. Oh look, now he's a minister. Oh look, so he's, he's taking the he's taking the course that that to me was obvious when he was DPP. Um, but to me, that's just one of the as, as you say, one of the scariest things you could introduce uh, into any kind of any kind of system. And that's an example of something that came from the top, from the centre, that then influenced the actions of individual police officers 
even though you've got, you know, from Land's End to John O'Groats and the differences between between those areas of the UK. Um, whereas if if regions, if areas were allowed to get on with it, but even, even if e- even if every single region was exactly the same and identical, yeah, it would still have, it'll still have different people in it. It would still, well, even even if the people were basically the same, let's just assume that everything is identical. Sounds like some regions. kind of communist utopia here now. But let's just assume <laughs> that, that they're, they're the same. It wouldn't. It still wouldn't make sense to have everything defined centrally because it's no. just too much power. So pa- power corrupts, and that's one of the things. Exactly. That was why they ran out the politicians and the police because they were all corrupt, and they they wanted to rid corruption. Power corrupts. So the more power you give anybody, yeah, the more corrupt they're going to be. Yeah. So just do, the, do it all. The at concept, a level. the concept of decentralization, in terms of the lowering of risk, is such an important concept. Um, the network that I built for the product that I sell, I'm not the salesperson, I'm the techie, um, but you know, the, the product that our company sells is based on a network and the fundamental part of the network is distribution and decentralization. And when we have to build something that in some way could have an impact on the entire network, then we do it very 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 carefully and in fact right now there is still nothing that we've got that can act on the entire network all at once and it's kind of a rule because of exactly that with the best of intentions you can slip on the button you know and it's and so you know when we're building software we can build safeguards into these things i could build it so that you and i both have to turn a key at the same time and you know all this kind of stuff um but it's better if you create autonomous or at least semi-autonomous nodes that can make their own decisions. Uh, and our, our entire product is based on thousands of in- individual nodes making individual split-second decisions without something central to say, yes, you've got the decision right or not. And then for those smaller number of larger nodes that comprise our core network, again, Every single one of them acts independently, and if we need to make a change, then we actually have to go to each one, and and, and make a change. And albeit we're writing orchestration systems for it, I am so keen to maintain that decentralization and that distribution of things. Um, I'm going to be making sure we, that we that we write the software in such a way that it just doesn't let us make a change to everything all at once because of the inherent risks to having that much power so it yeah it works with systems as well as it I mean, works yes, with anything yeah yeah well, of course it does I mean, if you look at if you look at like like git the you know the revision software is completely distributed and as long as our listener Bitcoin and viewer and understands that we're not being offensive by saying git <laughs> no so to, so git was written by a guy if, if you don't if you don't already know um it's written by a guy called linus Torvalds, who uh, wrote Linux software, yeah, uh, you know, back when he was a young lad in sort of nineteen ninety one or whatever, um, and so you know, it's that, a versioning that software, the, isn't it? Well, no. Yeah. So Linux was the operating system. So yeah, yeah I'm and, and he, he named he named that after himself. Yeah. So and he he got to the point where he was, uh, you know, kind of maintaining Linux with like hundreds of developers and yeah. all all kind of revision software um, up until that point was was pretty poor mm. so he thought right I don't want to use any of this I'm going to write my own you know uh, version control software 
Um, so he wrote that, and they said, right, okay, what are you what are you going to call this? So he said, well, I tend to name things after myself. The first being Linux. So this is Git. <laughs> so that's why he, that's why he called is it that, Git. I it's not an acronym. Not, he I said, not I'm going to name this after myself. Look, Git. It was just him having a laugh because he's a, a funny guy. I um, seriously did not know that story. So now every software developer around the world, whenever they push code, is git push, git commit. Git, you know, uh, they're, they're typing the word git in yeah. millions of times a day because, yes. yeah. because he wanted to. Um, because so he that, thought of himself why, yeah. as a bit of a git. But that's, but that's completely... That's <laughs> I didn't com- know that story! That's completely distributed. Obviously, Bitcoin and, and these yeah. kind of you know the things that are completely distributed. Oh, Bitcoin is a great example. Well, I mean, anything based on blockchain. Yeah, of course. Is a is a great example of of that. Yeah, and, that. and and um, well, and and Liberland, the uh, you know the the place they're trying to kind of get off got off the ground. Um, they're trying to build systems based on blockchain um, for the administrative parts of uh, of the country. Yeah. I mean, let, let's let's not get let's get, not get too technical, um, but you you mentioned things like you can slip on the button and then it kind of wipes yeah. out the whole thing. But you know, aside from that, there are there are people who deliberately do bad things. Yes. Um, you know, not, I could hire not just I could mistakes. Hire someone, it's not just mistakes. And they and and they could they could turn on me, <laughs> and they could have and I could give them all the power. And they could do it exactly. Why would you want any one person to have all the power? Like I don't know, a president. Or a prime minister, it's, it's, or it's the crazy. chief of police. So this this is this is why I don't I I, I disagree with objectivism having like a centralised police force because, you know, it'll just end up like American police are now. And it's it's what I find interesting because as, as you say, every other aspect that objectivists talk about is fantastic and totally lockstep in line with what I believe in. But the things they've left out are very specifically the forcey ones. <laughs> like they're all about no coercion, but they're the things that have the most direct force, like a national defence and a police force. Um, they want you to vote in. I I find that I find that odd. Yeah, I mean, I can I can kind of under I, can, I say I kind of understand. I could for, I could almost forgive people wanting to have like a, a national defence force. Um, that's that's one of the things I think people in general that is centrally planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's one of the things. I I don't I don't believe that's necessary, but it's one yeah. of the last things that you know that that, pe- that people you know will, will get convinced about because you don't get yes. you don't often hear about military corruption and you know the, the army or the navy doing particularly bad things. Um, you know they they go they go <laughs> I don't when, know. no no they go into wars that are bad, but that's not them making the decisions. That's being stuff made at a political level. Ah, so the actual people, the forces themselves. People are with the soldiers. Yes, they're with the squaddies. They're yes. with the soldiers. They're with, they're, you know. Um, okay. But they're not with the police officers. Understandably, you know, look at the police force in America, for example, yes. which is which is just awful. Um, so I, I I just don't understand why people don't think that smaller or you know private police forces are, are a better idea. Um, that that just seems crazy to me. I mean, that, so the, the objectivism argument is that um, you know in order to in order to protect you and to enforce your your property rights and, yeah. and your freedoms, we need to have the monopoly on violence, which is just rubbish as far as I'm concerned. It's the the, the, the prince, like you said, the principles that you apply to everything else uh, just apply to that. Apply more to 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 the to, to force. Um, yeah, that that's the bit I don't get. Yeah, but but there. Ninety eight percent of objectivism is brilliant. And, well, and there's some of. And them, I know we're picking on it a little bit. No, but, and. I, would recommend to anyone that they that they listen to these arguments because actually there's 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 some of the some of the most articulate 
ways of expressing how freedom should operate. <laughs> Except that bit. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so Sharan's good then. Sharan is amazing. I mean, I'd, I'd, love, be, I'd love to go at some point. Yeah. Uh, to visit Mexico again and give it a, give it a visit. I just um, can't. I just can't imagine. Can't. It's, it's a shame. I can't imagine anything like it happening here. And I suppose you do think about it when when you see. I mean, London's a big place, but you know, London knife crime and things on the rise and all this kind of stuff. Um, you know, I mean, I can't, getting shot in Nottingham and. I can't imagine Islington doing it. Um, no, you know, or Tottenham, <laughs> or Hackney, yeah, um, which is the pla- the pl- or, you know, Tower Hamlets, or you know, the, the places that need it most, that could do with actually saying, you know, what we're going to have a politics-free zone. Uh, what the- do you think it was? What do you think it was that that gave them the the guts to do it? I don't know because it was basically twenty old women who are you know. And they're not. I, I guess. Absolutely I guess everyone's quite kind of quite small over there. But I, I remember when I went over there, and I'm a big guy. I, I don't feel small very often. Um, I, I normally feel quite tall. I felt like a giant. Really, in Mexico. Um, so you know, the, every you know, the guys so the, are quite the small. Quite small as well. um, but the women are tiny. Um, and uh, but they just yeah they just got their they got their sticks and a couple of machetes and a couple of small rocks. And just ripped these loggers out of their trucks. Twenty, yeah, twenty women, and, and there were a few trucks, and they just kind of just just blockaded the road, ripped them out, no fear. And Obviously, none of the loggers were women. Yeah. No, 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 no. Obviously, no, no. And, and I think, do you think that was. Do you think that was the key to their success? Do you think that this was because it was the women? Just because because the loggers they weren't going to fire on the women. They weren't going to. They could have, they, could have been. They they were they. That there was some, there was something in them still, even though these were basically bad people. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm simplifying bad people here, um, but that they still had something which was don't, don't hit a woman, don't, you know. And so, to a certain degree, they let that happen to them because they still had this sense that they shouldn't do this to to an older female. Maybe it was an age thing as well. Possibly. But, but I, I mean, I don't know. I, I can't don't... imagine it happening with with twenty guys. I can't. They'd have shot them down. They'd have mowed them down, wouldn't they? I, I, I don't know. Are loggers murderers? Would they have? I mean, they, they might have fired a few shots in the air, but can you just because you're stealing wood from somewhere, does that mean that you're just going to yeah. pull a gun on anyone who tries to take it out? You might just go, okay, it's a fair cop. I've, I've done it. Just you know, leave me alone. Yeah. Take the wood, leave me alone. I mean, I'm not trying to make a feminist point here, obviously, um, but I find. No, but I do, I do find it fascinating. fascinating. Yes. How it, was, it was the women who were like, we're going we're gonna to sort this out. Mm. We're, we're going we're gonna to get together and we're going to sort it out. And then, of course, you know, everybody else um, you know, pitched in afterwards, but they were the ones who, who kicked it off and, and sorted out. There's something, actually, there's something nice about that. That's there's something nice about the elders and the, and the, and the grannies. Yeah. <laughs> grannies with their pitchforks <laughs> drove them out. Yeah, we need that kind of. Uh, that's the that's the kind of revolution that we need over here. Yeah, because and then there was all they did, so they they pulled them out, they tied them up, and they let them go once everyone else had, had, had and said, left, never come back, and said, yeah, n- never come back, and and also nobody with uh, to do with any kind of politics is allowed back. You know, if you bring anything political in here, you will get chucked out. 
Um, it is a, a politics-free zone. What's the largest politics-free zone do you think that we could create? We, you and I? Yeah. Well, there's, there's, there's this, this area here <laughs> <laughs> that we're in. If you, if you ask my wife, then this, is, this isn't a very politics-free zone at all because I'm in it. <laughs> but I'm not a politician. I'm, I'm talking about politics. I think you can... Yeah, so you can... I think if you, if you moaned about politics in Sharan, about the, how the politics everywhere else is rubbish... They wouldn't They'd do probably out. be fine, but it's 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 all the pro politics. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, if you came in with a you know like a make America great again cap or whatever, make Sharan great again, <laughs> <laughs> um, you wouldn't be you wouldn't be allowed in. So no no political symbols or anything like that. Um, and it is now a corruption free zone. But yeah, so we could you corruption know corruption free zone, brilliant. We could if you so if if you bought the house next to me, we yeah. are so I'm in a effectively a cul-de-sac with my a small cul-de-sac which is basically my drive and my neighbor's drive um with a shared well how does it work with the road well so i own the road yeah they have a right of way so there's there's an area where they can drive drive in and there's another area where they can spin their car around yeah so that's all mine but they have a right of way yeah Um, so if you bought that house we could have our own little area there we could have a you know we could have proper gates in between my house or the, the wall around the courtyard and the garage we could have a prop- we could be a gated community <laughs> of two houses I wonder you know, what the rules are though like we have no speed limits we could have you know we could have. but that, that's this is again this is another one of my um, but the police could still come in I exactly mean, that's what I don't like about objectivism it's like yeah. if, if somebody somewhere has jurisdiction over me in my land is it really your land presumably the police do it's it's not my land. You you cannot believe in in property rights and objectivism. Not truly. Well, um, I, I I agree with you. Um, so I I got raided. Do you remember? Do you remember years ago? Raided my house. Police came in. I wasn't there. Ah, oh, God, that was a long time ago. Long time ago. Uh, well, when are we talking? Two thousand and five. Fifteen. It's got to be fifteen like years ago. Obviously. Yeah, this yeah, is my yeah. first house. Uh, so living on my own, and um, I get this, I get this text message or a phone call from a mate of mine, who a mate of his, who lived kind of opposite me, who I didn't, I, I knew of, but he wasn't a mate, uh, had phoned him saying Nick needs to get back to his house right now. It's like swarming with police. <laughs> um, wherever I was, this was after work, and so I like legged it back in my car. Um, and the police, are, 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 you know, there's a couple of vans, there's guys outside, my door is open, the lock's been broken, and there's a couple of coppers, coppers sitting on my sofa. Not a nice experience. Um, and, uh, and you know, they, 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 they gave me this, like, 20 times photocopied bit of paper. Literally, it was like not, like, not even A5, it was like A6 little scrap of paper with basically a copy of the law on it that they had used to gain entry to my property. And it was, um, it was surrounding their right to enter if they think that there's a life in danger. That was, that was the rules, the laws that they used. Um, and it was because, oh God, didn't it go back? It went back to some American state somewhere when I spoke to them. It was all fine. It was, this was proper mistaken identity, mistaken address, all this kind of stuff. The telephone number or something of my house 
had cropped up in some kidnapping trial in Kentucky or something. It, it was that ridiculous. Or it was like South Carolina or something. It so was, it wasn't that a life was in danger in your house. They thought it was. They thought they it thought was. it was. They thought they, they thought this was all tracking back. They thought that they thought there was someone held hostage in my house. Right. I mean, if so, if and this it doesn't was a life and limb. This doesn't ha- this doesn't have to be the police. If anybody thought that the life was in danger in my house, I would be fine with them. You know, if they had they had a reasonable belief, I, w- I, I would give be, them retrospective. I would be fine with them. Yeah. Them, them breaking in, but I would expect them to be. Apologising when they realised that they you know. and they did. I, 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 look, I can't. I, other than the fact that they got it wrong, I can't. I can't fault the coppers. They were they they were great. Um, and it was it was sur- it was a surreal situation. They when when I got back, there was no question that I was wasn't a subject a subject you know a suspect in 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 all of this. It was it that was, was they just reached- you were a su- you were a subject. <laughs> They they um uh, they knew this was a dead end, and then they they had to clear up after themselves and apologise uh, for it. Uh, and I got a new door, <laughs> paid for by, by yourself, us. <laughs> <laughs> um, because they had to break the lock. And oh, I mean they they got a very clever device for I didn't see it in action because I wasn't there. Um, but when there's no answer, they then broke the lock barrel in such a way. As to as to not really damage the door, right? Um, but they did damage the door handle and all this kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, in the end, I got a whole a whole new door. Um, but they were able. But the, but the point was, they did damage the handle uh, and the casing and everything. But they were able. By the time I got there, they'd already fitted a new lock. They were like handing me the key. Here, here are the new keys to your house. Surreal, utterly, utterly surreal. Um, but yeah. The police are allowed to enter your house if they suspect, and this comes back. This comes back to this idea of power again, and the and the abuse or misuse of that power. Because here we go. There's a law. There's the law that says you can do it in these circumstances, and you and I might even sign up to that and go. Yes, you think someone's about to be murdered in my house, <laughs> and, and not by me. Like I'm not. I'm not then then do something about it. And as you say, I'm going to actually authorise anyone if they if they think that. Uh, and it's about just cause. Isn't it's, it's it? about it's about being re- it's, it's all about reason. It's about being reasonable. Yes. If you have a reasonable belief that someone's life is in danger, uh, then you, but you, you, you need but to be get a to corrupt person. That. You get a corrupt person yeah, yeah. in that situation, and they want to steal from you. One of those one of those coppers could have wanted to steal from me. Uh, they could have wanted to to hurt me. They could have wanted whatever with stuff uh, to intimidate me, and so they could have used it as an excuse. And I wouldn't have had a leg to stand on. And giving somebody any power over you means that there's a risk that that's going to happen. And that's that's the little microcosm there of the entire problem with the state, as far as I'm concerned. Because as soon as you say, "What well, is? It's okay." The law says this. We, we give the state power over us. Here, 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 here. But they've got laws. There are laws stating what it should be. Well, what, what do you think corruption is? Corruption is people misusing the law. Yeah, so Murray Rothbard was excellent on this. If you, if you read the, uh, the Libertarian Manifesto, it has kind of you know, sections on I have been this week. Have you? Brilliant. In, incidentally, I've, I have been Rothbarding it up to the max this awesome. week. Yeah, so as, soon as, as soon as the 
um, the election was over. I was like, there, there, there has been a, a, a vacuum to fill with content, and so I've been reading Rothbard. Okay, so stop, stop aging this podcast. Um, but with yeah, so Rothbard is great on yeah. uh, um, uh, on, on police and stuff, and so he's he, I love his examples. He's great at examples. Yeah, yeah, and so he's, he's he talks about like the law being applying to everybody. So that if there is a private police force, and if they believe someone to be you know to, to be a danger to, to people or, or, or whatever, and they, they have to be able to, to prove that it's reasonable, and they have enough evidence. Yeah. Otherwise, if you stick somebody in prison, that's kidnapping. Yes. You know, it's uh, it's yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, yeah. Well, and I thoroughly recommend anyone to read to read that. In fact, it's it's uh, it's it's free on I Google. I think it's okay. Yeah, I've I been reading it on Google Books, and it's absolutely free. Yeah. So, and I'd also whilst you're reading these books, um, so there's another one. I believe this is free as well. Uh, the machinery, the machinery of freedom by David D. Friedman. Um, Right, and we'll put excellent. we'll put links to these things on. Uh, that's excellent as well because it's it's one of, so you know in a libertarian society there'll be different ways of doing things. Yes, you know, some people can pick one way, some people can pick another way. So it's important to read different people's takes on it. Um, yeah, but we've got an example in Shiran where they're already trying it because it has been tried and it works and it works. Real libertarianism has been tried. <laughs> we well, should we should start that off. We should start that off. On that note. Thank you very much for, I can look at this one now, listening to and watching Sounding Board on YouTube, on Google Podcasts, on iTunes, on Podbean, on Stitcher, on... Player FM. Player FM, all of these places. Um, thanks very much. <laughs>